welcome. Another episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with Rob Barris. We're going to talk about our uh, shared experience, although he had a huge experience. I had a on a much smaller scale, but uh, we're going to talk about what happens after you come back from the national or a huge show or acquire a very large lot of cards. It's a lot of fun to get them, but it's a lot of work too. So we're going to talk about what that involves. Uh, Rob, one of my charter sponsors and good friends, but I've got other good friends and other charter sponsors. I want to thank them as well. Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication, uh, ComC, CUMC.com. Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, as well as Upper Deck, Tops, and Panini. All good companies, all worthy of your consideration. Uh, but today we're going to talk with Rob Varis of Burbank Sports Cards about uh, after the thrill and the exhilaration of buying all these cards at the National, uh, what happens when you get back to California and the cards arrive? Uh, and and I, you know, I think you get a pallet. So, I mean, it's, it's probably not arriving for a week or two. And you know, do you, do you remember all the things you bought and then you just open up the boxes and, and, uh, slog through it? T- tell me how that works, Rob. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And welcome. Uh, <laughs> thank you. The, um, feel like you're buying them all over again, you know, except you already paid. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting concept. Um, we bought two pallets. Um, they were five feet high. Um, pretty much yeah. stacking them out of cards. And the beauty of how I do it is I generally don't know what I bought. Um, for the most part, we like to buy out tables and just buy yeah. everything, come up with a price that works. And it's hard to slog through all the individual cards there. I know there's certain tables, Jim, that, you know, it's hard to buy the whole thing. And basically we'll set up a price per card and I'll sit down. I'll put on the music. Chances are here at the table as well. Cause I know how much you enjoy going through cards and we can have a conversation the whole time. Um, but the national is my Super Bowl. There's no other place or no other time that I can be in a location that has that much selection, that much volume. And, um, you know, it's my business is built on being fresh. My business is built on having things that others don't. And my business is built on being willing to do the labor, being willing to do what's difficult and attempting to do it better than anyone else. And the national provides that type of platform. So basically I get there on there Tuesday morning, like bright and early, you know, trying to get first crack at things, um, you know, lay of the land, who has what. And kind of making notes with all the different tables. And I grade them from basically, you know, a one to a five, you know, five being someplace I need to hit first. And, um, these dealers know me. I've been going for over 20 years and buying this way. Um, it's just gotten bigger as the years have gone by. And, uh, you know, buying it's fun. I mean, you know, sitting there. Yeah, absolutely. Know, there was a huge booth there. He's a friend of mine and, you know, he's got 15, 20 people at the booth all weekend. And he's like, Rob, I'm leaving. I got to get, put a number on it. I put a number on it. It was a staggering amount of cards. We just boxed it up, stacked it up and palletized it at the end of the show and brought it all back. So that's the fun part, Jim, is the buying. Um, you know, just, you know, the fact that I don't know what's but, in 80 to 90% well, of it just makes it interesting. But Tuesday morning, what you looked at, you had a concept of what kind of stuff was in there. But by Sunday afternoon, it's, I mean, again, if it's a huge amount, picked over is not the right way to say it because people don't go in there looking for what you're looking for. And you're going to be, so if, if 10% of the cards sold that, um, you know, between Tuesday and Sunday, or even 20%, there's 80% left there. You know, my experience of coming in before you or after you or in the middle is that there's still plenty of stuff in there. It's not like somebody's going to pull everything that Rob is looking for. And so you get the 80% and you're getting a, a deeper discount because you're, you're taking it all, but, but you have right. to case it. You have to get a sense of what it's like, uh, on that Tuesday or Wednesday, don't you? Well, you know, I, 
in, in a perfect world, I'd love to buy every deal on Tuesday or Wednesday. But realistically, these people put a lot of effort into having this inventory and wanted to have it over the course of the show. So hmm. a table that I would walk up to and make an offer of, let's just say, $8,000 of what they had there, dollar boxes, $2 boxes, whatever it happened to be, um, yeah. it's going to get picked. And that same deal, after 10% or 20% of it's gone, could be a, it's probably going to be like a 1200 deal um, come Sunday. A lot of people just don't want to go home with it. And I create a exactly. solution where they don't go home with it. And, you know, again, if it's unpicked, it's going to be a price. If it's going to be a picked, I can get a gauge of looking at it, what's left, and make an offer. What I'm looking for, and I know you're kind of the same way, is cards have different attributes to them. And yeah. I'm not always looking for the LeBron James home run card. Most of the time, what I'm looking for is a card with the right attributes. It comes from a product yeah. that wasn't opened a whole lot. It's serial number to 99. That player has a following of some sort, or someone might be building that set. Um, so there's a lot of attributes at play, and something that's pure junk to somebody is absolute gold to someone like myself that markets the cards in that way and builds their inventory for personal collections. PCs are what dominate, you know, my sales because everybody's different. A card that is junk to somebody to me is absolute gold. So, you know, yeah, the yeah, but, goes as we go through the week, right. uh, do you pay more if it's in, uh, if it's well organized? Well organized certainly helps. Um, the labor that's involved when, when these cards come back can be staggering. And anybody that's been to any kind of show knows that organization usually isn't the calling card of folks selling singles at the show. Um, they're right. more or less trying to be cheap and, you know, move through the cards. Um, in a lot of cases, they're not even set up by sport. Um, so when, uh, um, the pallets come back, one of the big problems that I have is the stuff's in top loads in a lot of cases. And oh, the I cards know. keep by the top loads, which is, you know, carpal tunnel hell, basically. So can I sell first- you some, uh, can I sell you some used, uh, top loaders? I give them away. I mean, I literally How give them away. I have probably a hundred triple shoes in this place okay. of used top loaders. They're worthless to me. I can't resell them. Um, I love to give them to kids. They're good for packing materials when we're shipping. Um, but right. yeah, it's staggering. But the work that goes involved. So let's just say they're in transit coming back and we're prepping for it. We're trying to get as much of our existing inventory done before they arrive because they're all consuming when they get back. So what all happens right. is we start digging into it and. The first step is to get them out of top loads and to get them broken down by sport. Then we create these massive mountains of baseball, basketball, football. Hockey is like a, just a fraction of it because there's so little hockey right. things. But, you know, the first, so the first step is to get it broken down by sport and just stack it up. Second part of it is going to be breaking it down by year. And, you know, football is the simplest because you're just going by copyright. There's no, um, they're always right. So I can give that to one of my take home folks. I got three different people that work from home. Um, they power a lot of what we do, a lot of sorting. Um, but they can also break it down by year if it's football. Baseball, for the most part, works. Sometimes a 94 Donners card is actually 95, but for the most part, they can break those down as well. Basketball is a whole different beast. Um, for the most part, from the last 10 years, the copyrights are right. You go back to the late 2000s, uh, late 90s, early 2000s, a different story. I tend to do those myself. So now you have the stuff broken down by sport, broken down by year, and that's no mean feat, let me tell you there. So now you have to break it down by brand. So now I'm looking at 10 triple shoes of loose, 2018 football cards. So now they need to be broken down by brand. So we'll break it by brand and we basically create fresh sections for all the different sets. So now I'm looking at Donner's Optic is huge. It could be 1200 fresh cards, no base, just basically parallels, insert serial number, whatever. And so I hand those to two of my guys that do nothing but database work and getting these things in and they'll work them. So if I only have 12 cards of a certain product, those will wait. We're going to go after the newest products across four sports and the largest upgrades as well. So it's a slow slog going across four different sports, starting at 2019 and slowly working our way backwards where all of a sudden we're back in 96 football. 
And that can take a couple months. So people will ask wow. me how long does it take to go through two pallets from the national. I can't give them the right answer. And I'll tell you why, Jim. In our business here, the current year is always the priority. So I'm not right. just dealing with the two pallets from the national. I'm dealing with new products that we're breaking. I'm dealing with deals that come over the counter. I'm dealing with stuff for my buy list. So my guys might be back to 2014, but we're always looking at 2019. So I'm going to pull someone yeah. off. Dude, we're breaking this. Or we've got a nice run you know, of the latest 2019 Illusions product that we want to work. So it can take a long time to get back to the mid-90s, not because we're slow, but because we're always looking at 19, 18, 17. Because 17 football is going to be a priority over 2001 football every single time. So, right. so it's a, it's a tremendous amount of work. Um, it's work that most anybody isn't really geared to handle, but the infrastructure that we've built, um, the clientele that we have that demand fresh product, demand that we've had, we have 16 people that work in the store, as well as three people that will do a lot of sorting from home. Yeah. So, but the top load thing, well, that's the thing that people don't yeah, realize. Uh, nice. Frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, it wouldn't surprise you that I don't do it exactly the way you do it. We really haven't compared notes. All these episodes are pretty much unedited and unscripted and un, unplanned to some degree, but um, I don't do it quite that way. And I think it's probably because, you know, if I would have done it back in the day, I would have done it that way. But now I just, you know, I, it's been almost 15 years since I've sold the company and have been not uh, active as a in, a, in a professional way in the industry, as much as just a, back to being a collector and a little bit of buying and selling, but, but not a lot compared to the, to how closely I tracked everything in the day. And I just can't, cards of the last 10 years, I can't easily separate them out by what year is what, but what I can do. So when I get my, I don't, I don't, I may bring two monster boxes back from the national, not two, two pallets, but that's still a bunch of cards. And, uh, and I do the same thing. I'll break it down by sport. Cause that's, that makes a lot of sense. But my next sort really is, um, is alphabetical by player. And, uh, cause I feel like eventually it's going to be, uh, you know, cause I'm never going to have a business like you, but if people want something, they're not going to come to me for the, with their want list. They're probably going to come to me, uh, with, uh, asking about a player. Now that begs the question of you can't do a pile. You can't do every player, but of the players that have a following, I'll pull those out. And then there's a huge stack of cards that are obscure people that really have no following and I wouldn't have purchased them unless, I mean, they're low demand, but they, they perhaps are also low supply. And so we both do agree on the long tail being an important part of this business. And one of the exciting parts that people can find even something obscure, uh, through, through, through Burbank. Uh, mm -hmm. so this breaking them up into the year and, and, and the brand, uh, I'm, you know, I just, I break it up by player. And if I, if I picked up a bunch of Dirk Nowitzki cards, you know, I'm doing my little master collecting because I'm in Dallas. But the dupes go in a go in a Dirk Nowitzki pile. That in one of these days, if I ever have a have a, 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 a table at a show, I'll put out. I'll put out uh, if it was local. There, there'd probably be some interest in that. Some some uh, better better uh, Dirk cards. But uh, but my hats off to you. This is this sound. You have more passes through the cards than 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 I thought. And I'm trying to minimize my uh, my uh, my my labor on that because a lot of it's me, but I love going through the cards and that, that's, that's the other thing. We're, we're almost out of time, but it's to go through uh, a big box of cards some evening while I'm watching TV with one eye and listening with one ear. Uh, that's fun. That's fun. That I mean, I don't fun. consider that work, but I can't do it in such a way that I have to put on, you know, put it under a microscope to see a copyright or, uh, and, and some of them, even the card numbers are so small. I've got to 
put reading glasses on, but I can at least see who the player is and I can see what, what sport did. So. Yeah, no, you no, may have they, methods, but yeah. the, one, the one, two things I wanted to get to real quick is the database sorts by player. So once it's yeah. in the database, no matter how they collect, it'll pop. But the one thing that yes. I haven't mentioned yet is the true nightmare of the whole situation. And that's the scanning that is involved because oh, every time you have an image and you know, when the database comes up by set, we have everything in order by set. So it's much easier to scan that way. Um, we use stock images for the most part and some people will grow. Right. Um, but the, at the end of the day, I can't have 13 different images for the same card that right, basically right, right. the same card. And that's right. probably the biggest expense that we have when all this comes back because a card is worthless. You can't post to eBay. Nobody wants to buy a card without a picture. Right. We have high speed scanners, multiple people that do it. That's their full time job. Right now we're at 99.96% scanned. Basically the only cards we need images for going forward is any new purchases that come in. Brand so new. That, okay. Which you can, which you can put to the side and say, send that through the scanning. And is your scanner, uh, is the, uh, sophistication enough that these very, very subtle color differences and, um, and, uh, parallel kinds of situations that are really tough, even for the naked eye, that you can catch those too? Um, well, it's a human process to make sure all those are separated in the right sets. The scanner can't tell okay. me what the actual card is, but the quality of the picture will let people know, you know, what the card actually is. Plus the description will be Beckett nomenclature. So they will okay. know exactly what they're looking at. Oh, good. Well, Rob, uh, like I said, I always enjoy talking to you. We'll have some more episodes in the future, but I, I just was thinking it'd be great to have a conversation. Maybe I'd learn something from you, uh, about, uh, getting back from a big show or acquiring a, you know, I, I, I went to an estate sale and got a whole bunch of cards. Same thing. You're not going to sit there and try to cherry pick. They're trying to get rid of all the cards. You make them an offer. They say, come back on Sunday and maybe we'll do it. And, and then you say, well, how about this? And they say, sold. And you, mm-hmm. you put the boxes in your car, you drive home. And then what have I done? And you explain to your wife, she said, I thought you were retired. And, uh, and, uh, but there's some, and there's enough good stuff in there that, that I can have a good time. So, and I had a good time just now, uh, listeners, collectors, friends, uh, talking to Rob. We'll do it again. Thank you for your, uh, kind attention, uh, about the hobby that we all love. And, uh, again, maybe you learned something from Rob about uh, integrating a, a large purchase back into your stock or, or your collection. So thanks, Rob. Thanks, listeners. Be back again tomorrow with a, another episode. Thanks.